And last week, we spent some time looking at different names in Scripture and the importance of names. And then we spent some of our time looking at our identity as a student ministry. And if you weren't here, we revealed that we were changing our name to Fellowship Students. And that's going to be the umbrella name of who we are as a student ministry. And I want you to know that this was not a decision that was made in the past two weeks or even three weeks. This has been something that I've been praying through for since about April or May of this year. And so with that said, I feel at peace about this. But something I didn't really feel at peace about was calling Wednesday nights midweek. And I don't know if you picked up on that last week or not. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do something I've never done before, and I'm a little scared about this. But as a student ministry, we are still going to be called fellowship students. That's the overall vision of who we are. But from now until next Tuesday, I'm giving you guys the opportunity to suggest names as, to call our Wednesday night. So from now until the 12th, you can submit a name. And the website to do this is on the um, Instagram. I don't want you to do it now, but later. You can click the link, and you can suggest a name. And what we'll what we do is next Wednesday, we'll come, and we will narrow those names between two and five names. And then next Wednesday, we'll give you a new link, and that's when you can vote. To what we want to call, call our Wednesday nights. Sorry, this is the earpieces drive me crazy. Does that make sense? So, if you have a creative name, we do want to kind of stay with the theme of, of the, the wave and stuff. So, if you have a creative name that we can call our Wednesday night ministry, as we come together and worship together and gather um, in small groups and different things, then submit those. I'll check them out. We'll narrow them down, and then we'll go from there. So, tonight, tonight we are taking this whole thing of identity and making it much more personal. And... To start, I have a question for you, and if you know the answer, just, sorry, this, I, this earpiece is not, okay, I think it's better. If you know the answer, just, just, just call it out, okay? Here it is. Does anyone know what this is? Label maker. Good job. And what do labor makers make? Labels. You guys are going to do awesome in college. That's great. Labels. I want to say this, this. I stole this from Keelan's desk or from her children's check-in, so don't tell Keelan, please. And Travis is not here tonight, so he won't tell. But um, it'll be back before, before this weekend. So, label makers. So, what I, what I did is I went ahead and made some labels for you guys. And if this label fits you, raise your hand, and I'll let you proudly wear these labels. All right. Do we have a cheerleader? Are you lying? Don't lie. Abby. All right. There you go. All right. Um, how, how about senior? Senior right here. Don't just raise your hand to get a label. You know who I'm talking to. All right, so this one, this, one, we're going to, this is a little bit harder. Class president. 
Do we have a class president? Joe is a class president. He was, okay. How about honor roll? <laughs> Bunch of liars. Come on. Are you honor roll? All right. And then soccer player. Nope, nope. Are you a soccer? All right. That's, that's all, that's all. So we all have different labels. Some labels are good. Some labels are not so good. So the next question I have for you is this. Who has the right to label you? You don't have to answer out loud. But just think about it. Who has a right to label you? And I will tell you, there's three different people. First of all, there's the manufacturer. I'm, uh, sorry, it shouldn't be label people. Label something. Who has a right to label something? First of all, the manufacturer. So all of you guys are wearing a shirt, you're wearing shoes, you're wearing clothes, hopefully. And if you look on your shoes, you'll see it's made by someone, Nike, Adidas. So that the manufacturer labels your clothes, labels things. They have the right to do that. The second person has a right to label something as an owner. So it would be silly for me to go to your house with my label maker and start labeling things. Like broom, dog, mom, underwear drawer. Like, even though I would be right, I wouldn't have the right, but the owner does. And the next one is similar to that is purchaser. If you purchase something, you have the right. So if you buy a new lunchbox or a book bag or a baseball glove or something, what do you always do? You write your name in it. You label it. So here's another question. And this question, I believe, has the potential to be one of the most important questions in your life. But I don't want you to answer this out loud. So I want you to think about the answer. Okay? So when you think about an answer, your brain is still going, but your mouth is shut. All right? So think about the answer. And this question is so important. This question, the answer to this question, has the potential to shape your entire life and your willingness to embrace the correct answer to this question would definitely determine the direction and quality of your life. And the question is this. Who has a right to label you? Who has the right to label you? Because we all have labels. Some labels we have, we gave ourselves. Some labels we have... Someone else gave you, but this week I was trying to think through my middle school years, and I went to a private school from fifth grade to eighth grade, and I don't remember much about my middle school years, but I remember in ninth grade, I, got my, I received my first label. So I was, in ninth grade, I went back to the public school, I went to the high school there, and I took course. <laughs> I don't know why I took course. I never sung in my life, but I thought it was a great idea to take course. And there was this girl in course. Her name was Janya. She was tall. She had curly hair. She was a preacher's kid, and she was so sweet. She was a Christian, and I liked her a lot. And, but I found out through, through someone else that she was not interested in me at all. And actually, she started dating one of my good friends. His name was David Brooks. 
and they dated pretty much throughout high school. So the first label that I gave myself, and she may have helped a little bit, was ugly. And if you were to see my ninth grade picture, you may agree. So for some reason, the guy who has taken my picture, this is actually a chorus picture. You can see the tie and stuff. He told me to put my glasses like up here because of the glare. So I did. And my mom ordered a lot of those pictures. But that was the label I gave myself. I gave myself the label, some of y'all are trying to take a picture. I saw it. But I gave myself the label ugly. And Janya kind of helped with that because she was not interested in me, and I don't know why. But the second label I gave myself was also from that same class. See, I was in course, and every now and then, the teacher would, I, I sung bass. I didn't know what bass was at the time, but I sung bass. And my teacher would say, all right, so we're going to focus just on the bass. And, okay, Tim, once you sing this line... I didn't know how to read music. So I would sing the line, and I could hear people behind me and beside me laughing. And my teacher would criticize me in front of the class. And when we had our one-on-one time with the teacher, he, would just, he didn't tell me this, but he pretty much gave me the label that I was a bad singer. So I carried that with me throughout high school. And then... My next label. So something you need to understand is I didn't do very well in high school. Um, I didn't really care that much in high school. I slept through a lot of my classes in high school. I had uh, PE I loved, but besides that, I didn't care much about high school. And there's about 350 people in my graduating class. And you know how to do rankings? I was ranked number 30 from the bottom. So that's not good. It's like 320. So there's about 30 people dumber than me. But the last label I gave myself was I was dumb. And I didn't even want to go to college. I had no desire to go to college. And I didn't decide to go to college until about two weeks before college started. I decided, you know what? I should do this. And I did. And there's more labels that were, were, were given to me in high school. In other words, I mean, one day I was walking back from, we had PE, and we went to the football field, and we were walking back to the gym, and this guy named Wade came up behind me with his fist and hit the back of my head. He was a popular kid, so that tells you I was not popular in high school. At all. So there's tons of labels. Now, do you think that these labels impacted my life? Absolutely. The way I looked at myself. Do you know how many times I asked a girl out in high school? I would tell you how many times. It was no times because I had this label that I was ugly. So I didn't date in high school. And it wasn't because I was a good person. It was because I I didn't ask anyone out. So these labels impacted me. 
the labels I gave myself, the labels that other people gave me. Because labels, it impacted my relationships. It impacted my attitude. It impacted how hard I studied. Did you know that I have never taken the ACT in my life? It wasn't until after high school that I decided to take the, the SAT. Because I had no desire to go to college. Because I hated school. So labels are powerful things. They are. Labels are powerful things. Would you agree with this? Labels are so powerful. If I were to sit down with each of you and have you explain to me and tell me the labels that people have placed on you, maybe that you place on yourself, and hear from you, you would agree that the labels that you have in your life are so, so powerful. Do you know what labels do? Labels lock you in, and they lock opportunity out. Labels lock you in, they lock opportunity out. Also, did you know that the wrong label can lock you in and lock God out? Because labels determine how you see yourself and how you see the people around you and how you see the world around you. So here's what I know. Some of you, and I would dare say all of you, have labels. We have labels. Some of these labels you gave yourself. Some of these labels your friends gave you or maybe your teacher gave you or maybe your coach gave you. Some labels are good. Athletes, that's not a bad label. Some of you have given yourself or maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend has given you the label that you're hot. Some of you maybe wish you knew someone that was hot. Some of you used to be hot and now you're not. (laughs) Or maybe popular. Some of you, you're popular. Maybe some of you, you think you're popular, but you're really not. Some of you want to be popular. But here's the deal. We all have labels. Either given by you or someone else. And this brings us back to that most important question that you can answer. And if you embrace the right answer to this question... I believe it can change the course of your middle school years and your high school years. It will shape your future. And the reason, listen, the reason we meet every single week, most every single week, there's a few weeks we don't, but the reason we meet here on a a weekly basis, and the reason we do fun events like the fall retreat and and the the summer events that we do and, and the winter retreat, the reason we do these things, and the reason these adults, these volunteers show up every single week to invest in your life is this. We know labels are important. We know that labels are powerful. And we want to help you pull off all the labels that mischaracterize you and help you put on the labels to see yourself the way that God sees you. So here's the question again. Who has the right to label you? Who has the right do you think your friends have the right to label you? Do you think your, your coach has the right to label you? Do you think your, your teacher has the right to label you? Let me tell you who has the right to label you. The one who made you. The one who owns you. The one who purchased you. Let me talk about that last word for a second. Did you know that if you're a Christian, 
Scripture teaches us that Christ came into this world and he died for us. And some of you have heard this before, but Scripture says that he paid for your sins. Do you know what that means? When, he, when you pay for something, you get something in return. And every single one of you who have placed your hope and your faith in Jesus Christ has been purchased by God. And did you know that the one who purchased you has a right to label you? And only the one who purchased you, only the one who created you and made you, only the one who owns you has the right to label you. And did you know that your life will be much different if you refuse to accept all the labels that your friends, your teachers, your coaches have given you and for you to embrace the labels that God has given you. So I'm going to walk you through one verse. It's in your handout. It's also going to be up on the screen. Romans 12, 2. And it says this. It says, do not be conformed to, this, to the world. Do not be conformed. That word conform means to shape yourself into something. So scripture says, Paul says, do not be conformed to the world. Now, when you were in middle school or when you went to high school, there were certain patterns that existed before you got there. Someone before you decided what was cool or not cool. Someone before you decided what was popular and what wasn't popular. Someone decided what what Anne looked like. Someone decided what, what does acceptable look like. And for us, what we try to do is, all right, you show me what this is, and I'm going to try to conform myself to what that is. Oh, that's popular? Oh, I would do this so I can be popular. Oh, that's cool? Let me do this so I can be cool. Oh, that's in? Oh, let's do this so I can be in. And some of those things are not necessarily good things. So someone before you decided what was cool or not cool. And a lot of times we try to conform ourselves to those things. And your family father is like, are you kidding me? Why would you let anyone other than me shape you and inform you? And here's one that's important. We don't want to spend any of our life, any of our time of our life, listening to a label that your Heavenly Father did not give you. Let's keep reading. It says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed. In other words, we need to tear off these labels that people have given us. You're not the boss of me. You don't determine the pattern of my life. You, you say that's cool, but who are you? You say that's what's in, but who are you? You say that's proper, but who are, who are you to tell me those things? So don't conform to those things, but let God transform you. How do you be transformed? By the renewal of your, renewal of your mind. That means we need to think differently about labels. And listen to how Paul ends this verse. It says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of, of your mind, that by testing you may discern what, his will, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Did you know that God has a will and a plan for your life? If you, don't under, if you, don't, if you didn't know that, you need to understand that God has a plan for your life. And his plan doesn't involve any of the negative labels that people have given you. In fact, if you're not careful, the labels that people give you would cause you to miss God's plan for your life. 
The Bass Singer was the label I carried. And I carried that with me for, for years. Listen, I avoided Mr. Brooks. By the way, David that dated Janya, his dad was the teacher, the course teacher, Mr. Brooks. I avoided him the last three years of high school. I would see him walking down the hall, and my, my heart started racing. And I went a different way, or I, looked at, I, I avoided him at all costs. But when I started listening to God, did you know that there was about four or five, six years that I led worship? I still don't think I'm a great singer, but God used me and to, to lead other people into worship. If I were to listen to the labels that other people gave me, I would never, never, never have done that. But I ripped off that label, and I trusted God with that. And then he describes what his will will be like. He says, it is good. It may not look good. It may, not, it may, it may look boring, but believe me, his will for your life is good. His will for your life is good. It is acceptable. In other words, you will enjoy it. When you're in the will of God and you're doing what he wants you to do, you will enjoy his will. And it is, it is perfect. You know why it's perfect? Because God's will for you is, desi- is, is designed in accordance to the way he designed you. So you have a choice to make. You can listen and believe the labels that other people have given you or maybe that you've given yourself. Or... You can trust in the perfect will of God and listen to the labels that he has given you. So again, who are you going to allow to label you? And who has the right to label you? And I'll tell you that no one but your creator, no one but your owner, no one but your purchaser has a right to label you. But here's the thing. The labels people put on you could cause you to miss God's plan for you. The labels that people put on you could cause you to miss God's plan for you, and I don't want you to miss it. See, I grew up in church. From the time I was born, I went to church we went to church Sunday morning. We went to church Sunday night. We went to church Wednesday night. Like, we went to church. If the pastor was cleaning the windows, we would go to church and watch them. Like, we was, went to church. We were church people. And I knew, I was that kid who knew all the, the Sunday school answers. Like, the teacher would tell me, Tim, you cannot answer this question. Let other people answer the question. I knew all of the stories in the Bible. I was that kid. And in fifth grade, I mentioned earlier, in fifth grade, I left the public school and went to a private school, private Christian school for uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And on Fridays, during, during school, every Friday we would have this thing called chapel. And it's just a time somebody comes and give a message. And I remember my sixth grade year, I was sitting there in chapel. Again, I knew the answers to everything. I knew who God was. I knew him so good right up here. And one day during chapel, this guy was preaching. It was a guy that was, I guess, um, Speaker, and I couldn't tell you what the message was about, but I can tell you this, that I realized for the very first time that I knew God up here, but I didn't know God in my heart. And I wasn't the person that I claimed to be. 
And here's what you need to understand. You're not the person that you may think you are. See, on, on, the, on the outside, I look good. On the outside, I was, I was doing everything. See, at this Christian school also, every month we had to learn between 12 and 15 um, verses of the Bible, like a passage. So I knew a lot of the Bible. I had a lot of Bible memorized, all fifth grade, part of sixth grade. So I knew the Bible, and I knew him up here. And on the outside, I could give you all the answers. I, could, I knew it all. But on the inside, I was messed up. On the inside, I was lost. I was broken. And I was putting on a good front. I was putting on a mask. But here's what you need to understand, that God doesn't want to leave you there. Yes, we're sinners. Yes, we've all fallen short. Yes, we're all messed up. But he gives us a new identity. And I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And that is good news. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. My old way is, is gone. Your old self is dead, and now you're living through Jesus. You have a new identity. Yes, we still have sin. Yes, we still have shame, and we still have guilt. And we still mess up, and we still fall short. But because of the gift of Jesus Christ, we have a brand new identity. And some of you, some of you are determined through your middle school, high school years, you're determined to find out who you are by yourself. I'm going to determine to find out who I am through my own way, through my own life. But the deepest, at the deepest sense of your belonging, you need to realize that you are a son and a daughter of God. I remember the day I, I accepted Christ. I remember walking out. I was going actually to the bathroom because my chest was tight. I knew something wasn't right. And I was going to the bathroom because I couldn't hold in my tears anymore. I couldn't even make it out. For some reason, I went to the back pew and I was kind of knelt down behind the pew the pastor came and talked to me. Now, that's the day I, I accepted Christ. And the moment I did that, this burden that I was carrying, he just took it away. Remember, I was a good kid, but I was still a sinner in need of a Savior. And for the first time, I was a child of God. And please know that without a doubt, you are a beloved child of God. Who has a right to label you? God does. Who has a right to label you? God does. If you get this one thing right, your life will be much better because his will for you is good. And his will for you is acceptable and it's perfect. So in your small groups, 
There's two main questions I want you to answer. And some of you may not feel comfortable, and that is fine. But who, what are your labels? And where do they come from? What are your labels and where do they come from? And there's other questions that kind of go along with that. But if you're willing to share, because we have junk. We are carrying labels which are burdens in our life that we should not carry any longer. And it's time for us to peel those labels off and to realize the labels that God has given us. If you look on the back of your sheet, there's a few labels that God has given you. That you can take it home and on your own time just kind of read through the scriptures. But what are your labels and where do they come from? Let's pray. Jesus, um, I pray right now that as we walk out of, these, out of this room into our small groups, that you would just... Um, That your will be done. That that students would share who need to share. That in their small rooms, that labels would be peeled off tonight. And new labels would be put on us. Put on us. That we are a child of God. God, we love you. We just pray over this time that you'll be pleased with our discussion. I pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen.